0: You're listening to Cockadoodle News on WUSC FM
1: and HD1 Columbia.
0: Hello, Radioland. You are listening to WUSC FM and HD One Columbia. This is Cockadoodle News. I am your host, Rosie James, with Tyler Walters and Matthew Anderson. How y'all doing today, guys?
1: Good, how are you? Yep, living, living, can't complain.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Weeks, weeks on, or I guess the weeks not almost over. But the year's almost over. Last will classes. True. Here we go. As always, if you're ever listening and you have an opinion you'd like to share, or if you just want to chat, feel free to give us a call. Our number is 803-576-9872. That is 803-576-WUSC. If you can't reach us on the phone, feel free to reach out online. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter by searching WUSC News. And if you need to get in touch with the station, the number is the same, but the handles are different. You can find the station online at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching WUSCFM. As always, we have a jam-packed show for you guys, so we're going to go ahead and get started. Um, This first story I think is very impactful for many of us. According to WIS, Uber has new safety features in their Columbia app. Um, In case any of y'all don't remember or need a memory jogger, um, Samantha Josephson was uh, killed down in five points, about two 3 weeks ago now. Yeah,
1: about yeah,
2: I think. think a little more.
0: Um when she accidentally got into a car that she believed was her it was her Uber, sorry, due to this, um there has been a huge campaign on campus. Um and this has gone up to Uber where they have made changes in the Columbia app and are planning to release these new features across the nation at a later date. Um, They have added check your ride share push notifications to remind all riders to check your ride um, throughout different steps in the process. Uh, Something similar to this has been in the Uber app, but you were previously able to turn it off so that you didn't see the notification to remember to check. And make sure, um, ask your rider, you know, what's my name? Who are you here to pick up? Um, They're planning on adding very clear messages in the app starting from the moment you get matched with your driver until you start your trip to confirm you have the right car. They are also looking at partnering with USC and uh, Columbia PD to direct riders through the app to a dedicated pickup zone in five points. Um, specifically, where a lot of where this mix-up could probably happen the most. Um, they're also adding nine-one-one assistance features in the app, and you're also going to be able to share your real-time location with uh, selected loved ones, friends. Thoughts, comments?
1: Uh, well, you know, whenever you have an event like that happen, it's kind of important to make some changes. So I'm glad that they're making the necessary, you know, alterations. I Definitely. guess to the app. Uh, it's probably uh, obviously it was for the best.
2: Uh, yeah, it's it's good to see like uh, Uber take a like a stand and, and try to make a change. Um, obviously, this is something that no one wants, no one wanted to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but anything that we can do as a society to keep it from happening in the future uh, is good. And it's nice to see like a big company do something about that.
0: Do you think that this will make a difference, or do you think it's just going to be something that people click through?
2: I. I don't know. I think honestly um I don't we were just saying before we went on I don't take a lot of Ubers anymore. Um but I think from for me like honestly every day if you're taking Ubers it's it's something you click through. Uh but with the share location uh ride share, like you can share your ride that's something that people I don't think will uh right. click through because you just turn it on once. Yeah, I it's think that's to a really good
0: thing. And especially if you're able to let your friends and family know, hey, like, I'm leaving X, Y, and Z here. Like, I'm hitting my Uber. I should be home in 20 minutes. And that way, you know, they can check. It's similar. That's also similar, I think, to sort of the way the Rave Guardian app works where you can set a timer to where, like, if you're not home. Yes. um, In a certain time. I mean, obviously, the Uber app's not going to call the police. But, um, I mean, you can check and see, like, where, at least where is that phone at that time.
2: Yes.
1: I think one thing would be good for, like, the universities, because, like, if I didn't know, like, if I would not have talked to y'all about it, I would not have even known about this, so maybe if you get the university to kind of promote it, maybe, mm-hmm. and maybe it catch some uh, students' attention that maybe they would not have known about otherwise. Yeah, that's that's a good point, because uh, I've seen a little bit of stuff on Twitter um,
2: about it, just kind of through some different USC circles on Twitter, but uh, it would be great to see them promote, you know, other than just on social media, and kind of more around campus, and just let pe- help people be aware of uh, how the app changes can, can help them.
0: Definitely. and Just two more quick things. In addition to the steps that Uber has taken, I know that there are also a group of students on campus who are trying to partner together to um, have, I guess there's a group of people down in Five Points to help students. Um, Make sure that their fellow students are staying safe as kind of a watchdog neighborhood watch program. And then I don't know if y'all seen also um, a majority of the bars um, down in Five Points have signed a pledge to make sure that their patrons need assistance to get into their Uber or to get home safely, that they will do their best to do that. Um, So paying staff to stay after hours to make sure everyone can get home safely. Um, if someone feels like they want someone else to stand to stand outside and wait for them for their Uber, that they're pledging to do that to try to just create a safer community.
1: Okay, well, the more hands on deck is always better, you know. case, especially you know, if you're intoxicated or whatnot, maybe you have somebody else to be like, hey, big fella, do this, that, and the third. That could always help. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh,
2: police and five points, and they're they're trying to do their job. Um, so they're not always, you know watching every person that gets into an uber i'm sure they have plenty of other things to worry about so anything that we can do is just everyday people or the bars can do to kind of ease up the pressure on them um, and help students out i think is a good thing
0: definitely well we're going to take a quick break right here and when we come back we'll be here with Cockadoodle sports what is green green day al green green party green lantern you laugh you can go green by joining students advocating a greener environment or sage we meet Tuesday nights at eight in the Green Quad Learning Center. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook.
2: And welcome back into Cockle Doodle News. We are going to move on to our sports segment on this nice Monday afternoon. Um, Matthew, this week we got we got a big week. It's always a big week in sports, um, but a big week in football this week.
1: Especially, you know, the NFL draft is coming around Thursday, right? First round. Thursday. Thursday. First Thursday. round is Thursday. Everybody's always excited. You know, you've already dealt with all the combines and uh, pro days and things of that nature. The scouts are back. I think this year it's in Nashville, Tennessee, correct? Yeah, it
2: is in Nashville. It's funny you say the scouts. Most of the scouts are back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Gruden sent all of the Raiders scouting team home. Uh yesterday, I believe, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, interesting move out of Raiders camp there if you're <laughs> a Raiders fan, I don't know how you would feel about that, I mean, I guess he just decided he
1: got his notes and didn't need them anymore, um I don't th- that's just kinda unheard of. John, I don't really know what he, cause you know, John uh, Gruden's with Oakland Raiders now. He is the head coach, ten-year contract, hundred million dollars, correct? Yeah. But I don't really know what he has going on. He also his general manager is what's the guy that used to be over what is it scouting for the NFL? Mayock. Uh, Friend of yeah, Mike Mayock. So I, I really wish they'd have somebody filming what's going on right now, just yeah. so that we could see what is going on, what conversations are being held. But it'd be interesting to see. Uh, speaking of the Raiders, they have what two picks in the first round and then yeah
2: they got a few so they inherited the bears pick which they got for Khalil Mack um so however you feel about who won the bears trade uh bears raiders trade the raiders got a first round pick and a few other things and the bears bears got a, an all pro pass rusher right right um so it'll be interesting to see what the raiders can get with that pick i don't it's not really a huge draft year it's, there's not a lot of like crazy guys coming out this year. It's not like last year where you had five, you know, potentially starting NFL quarterbacks, most of whom did start at one point or another last season.
1: Yeah, I actually heard Colin Cowherd talking about this earlier. I think this maybe it was last week. This draft is more so like the interior linemen guys, yeah. defensive lineman guys that maybe. I, you know, as they continue to develop, they'll become better, but it's not going to be like a lot of, like, starting quarterbacks like you said before.
2: Yeah, you're right. And, it's you know, there's only a few quarterbacks and um, that are going to be – the guy out of Duke, uh, remind me of his name.
1: Oh, uh, let me look it up for you real quick. Oh, but also, you know, you have your Kyler Murray. Now, that is a blue-chip guy. Yeah,
2: Ky- uh, Kyler Kyler's the most interesting case, I think, uh, in the draft. And he's going to be – I've seen a lot of draft boards uh, on a lot of mock drafts. Todd McShays and Mel Kuiper, the two guys from ESPN, the the draft gods. Um, if you if you would, they have both have Kyler Murray going number one overall to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, if you remember back to last year, the Arizona Cardinals took UCLA's Josh Rosen in, with their first pick of the draft last year. So. It's going to be interesting to see what happens Thursday night because I don't think anyone knows yet.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody knows either. One interesting tidbit, generally it doesn't look very good to have uh, a quarterback taken in the, like a, a team to take a first-round quarterback two years back-to-back. It kind of makes a general manager look like he doesn't know what he's doing because when you take a guy in the first round, you're kind of playing to build your franchise around him. By the way, the Duke's uh, quarterback is Daniel Jones. That's right. Thank you.
2: Yeah, and uh, it, it does look – it looks very bad um, – I'm not sure what the Cardinals are doing. They just got Cliff Kingsbury as their head coach, uh, coming out of Texas Tech. Um, yeah, so this and in Southern Cal after Texas Tech. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, for for a small for a short short time there. Um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I guess they don't think um, Rosen fits Cliff Kingsbury's system.
1: Yeah, that's what I've heard, too. They think that uh, Rosen is more of a guy that would feel fit, like, in a pro-style scheme, maybe something like the Giants. He's kind of like your what is it, prototypical type of quarterback, real tall, skinny. They think he has all the skill sets. Meanwhile, you know, you have Kyler Murray, who's more so the short, fast guy, almost bringing that college-slash-high school approach yeah. of quarterback into the NFL. Yeah, in the college
2: game, every or the NFL game, every day is becoming more of what the NCAA was, you know, 10, 15 years ago, where you're starting to develop these, these guys who are out of the pocket more and are running a little more, and um, the game the game is constantly changing. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, if they do take Kyler Murray, what he's gonna do there in Arizona. Um, Kyler, we were talking earlier. It's not like Arizona has a ton of playmakers um, on on offense to begin with. You know? Yeah,
1: because, uh, like, for example, Josh Rosen last year, uh, he struggled, but it wasn't just all his fault. He didn't really have a no. great receiving core. He had Larry Fitzgerald, which is a future Hall of Famer, but he is getting older. And then he also – and then the offensive line wasn't great. And so essentially what you'd be doing would be plugging Kyler Murray in there and asking him to – what's what's the expression? Make chicken – something out of chicken scratch or something like that. <laughs> basically take a <laughs> – basically take make a lot out of nothing. And they think this maybe he's a mobile quarterback, here. he will be able to do so. But one thing that Urban Meyer said that made a lot of sense, Urban Meyer is the former coach at Ohio State, in case you didn't know. Um, what he brought to my attention was both Kyler Murray and another guy we haven't talked as much about. Right as as far as now, is Dwayne Haskins. They've only been like in control of their offense for one year at the collegiate level. So these aren't guys like Baker Mayfield, I think, was a starter for three years or so. These guys have only really been in control for one year. So it's going to take them. I saw something that said it takes a guy about four years to learn how to play the quarterback position at at a high level. And these guys have been doing it for one year, so they'll be kind of learning on the fly.
2: Yeah, so Kyler Murray, this is a guy, you know, a few months ago we were on the same airwaves talking about why is this guy – He's choosing to play NFL football over baseball. He doesn't really know what sport he wants to play, and now he's going to wind up possibly being the number one pick. Great for Kyler, good for him, happy for him. From a fan, uh, if I was a fan of the Cardinals, I would be very, very worried about taking Kyler Murray number one overall. It makes he l- make doesn't look good on the GM like we've pointed out with taking two quarterbacks two years in a row uh, as your first pick, and you don't know what you're getting yet uh so it is scary as a fan i would imagine um but yeah you brought up Dwayne Haskins which brings up another point interesting thing i saw today uh i saw a report from Todd McShay who says uh that the giants with the new york giants with the sixth pick who many believe they would have taken a quarterback are now thinking about taking a uh pass rusher which is interesting considering they have a very quickly aging Eli Manning under center who looks like he's about to fall apart.
1: If one didn't know any better, it would seem like the Giants are trying to avoid taking a quarterback and trying to avoid like focusing on the future of their franchise by any means possible. They had Odell. Last year they took Saquon, and he's a great pick because Saquon has been able to help their running back, and he's like the new generation, especially with them getting rid of Odell Beckham Jr. But it's like, guys, you have to take something out of the Kansas City playbook. Kansas City... Had Alex Smith, but they went ahead and drafted drafted Patrick McCombs so that the following year Patrick Mahomes could take over duties and had um, and would have some experience behind. But the Giants just are not into that. It'll be interesting to see if they do. And I'm taking Dwayne Haskins. I think that'd be the safest pick for them. And I think he's a New Jersey kid and MetLife Stadium's in New Jersey. The New York yeah, Giants. Yeah,
2: he's he's from the area. Another Big Ten guy for the Giants. Um, I I agree with you. I do think he would be the best fit there, or I think that would be the best pick for the Giants. Um, no matter how Haskins turns out, and it would be great for him to sit behind Eli, like you pointed out. Eli's still here; he's not what he once was, but you can still use him. Um, so it would be good for him to sit behind Eli for a couple of years. Um, next, let's move into Gamecock Sports. A few things happened over the weekend. Uh, unfortunately, the baseball team dropped another SEC series to Texas A&M. This time, uh, they moved to 23 and 17 overall, and just five and 13 in the SEC. Um, The Gamecocks have yet to win an SEC series. They played uh, A&M three times this weekend, lost Friday night, had a doubleheader Saturday, won game one, and lost game two of the doubleheader uh, by one run. They take on Charleston Southern tomorrow night here in Columbia, and then they are at Missouri this weekend uh, in the other Columbia um, to take on another SEC opponent uh softball beat unc greensboro twice over the weekend to improve to 34 and 12 overall 7 and 10 in the sec uh they are now number 15 in the nation um so softball team is doing well and congratulations to south carolina's women's tennis team who won the sec championship this weekend uh it is the first sec championship in women's tennis program history here uh they defeated number one Georgia, and at one point they defeated the number one ranked uh, tennis player in the country. Um, so, good for them. Partey. Yes.
1: Most uh, definitely. It's always ex- exciting to see Gamecocks excelling in the athletics. And so, right now, it seems like right now is not exactly the best time to go to the baseball games, but the <laughs> softball team is doing very good, and we can celebrate the Women's Tennis Championship. Women's today. Tennis, yeah.
2: That's for everyone. Yeah, that's a big one. Congratulations to them on their first SEC championship. And women's golf, uh, unfortunately, they came down to the wire with Ole Miss on the golf course yesterday uh, for another SEC championship, um, but they lost the last hole and, and didn't get the win. But congrats to them for their good run in the SEC tournament this year. Um, so
0: Really pulling out the stops there, the dedication, playing on Easter Sunday. Was definitely-
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, I golf, hey, this ain't no hobby. <laughs> it's a lifestyle.
0: It was pretty, I mean, it wasn't like scorching outside yesterday either.
2: But Great it was, day for it golf. Got pretty warm. Great day for golf. Also, uh, yeah. sad note, um, the RBC Heritage was played down in Hilton Head this weekend. Uh, don't know if any of you caught uh, any of that. That was the PGA event that happened this weekend. Um, it's always fun to see that event happen in South Carolina. Had a few South Carolina guys in contention on Sunday, or one who unfortunately didn't win. But, it was fun to watch uh professional golf being played in South Carolina this weekend.
1: RBC Heritage.
0: All right, y'all. Well, we are about out of time. Real quick before we go, if you walk outside, you can expect a nice warm 75 degrees. The overnight low is gonna be 63, and tomorrow you can look for 88 with a low of 63 so time to pull out those tank tops and shorts um some upcoming the biggest upcoming event on campus we have right now is the uh the candidates for presidents for the university president are they are having forums um through april 26th um Joseph T. Walsh, Jr., um, who was vice president for research at Northwestern University, was here today. Tomorrow, um, William F. Tate, um, who is the dean of the graduate school and vice provost for the graduate education at Washington University in St. Louis, will be here tomorrow Um, We also have candidates um, Robert L. Klaskin um, and then also John S. Applegate will be here Wednesday and Thursday respectively. From 1130 to 1230 there will be a student forum um, in the program room at the Hollings Library and then from 330 to 430 there will be an open forum. If you like to check out those or any other on-campus events you can feel free to visit sc.edu and click on that calendar tab one more quick announcement before we leave we are still fundraising here at wusc we are about 60 percent of the way through our goal we have a little bit less than a week and by a little bit less than a week i mean we have eight days to raise all of that money wusc is non-profit which means that we can't sell ads to gain money, and we must beg you for them. <laughs> Columbia, you have not let us down in over 70 years, and we are going to trust that you're going to pull through again. If you'd like to donate, you can go to WUSC.FM and click on that donation tab. That is WUSC.FM and click on that donation tab. Well, this has been Cocktail News with your host, Rosie James, as well as Tyler Walters and Matthew Anderson. We'll see y'all again sooner rather than later. Remember, you can find us 24-7 on Facebook or Twitter by searching WUSC News. This has been Cockadoodle News on WUSC. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from six to six-thirty p.m.